listen. This special episode is brought to you by my cat friends. My cat friends is a private IG community or my close friends where I give out weekly sauce on credit, consumer laws, credit finesse, things of that nature. If you've gotten value from the podcast, which is free, you're definitely going to want to tap into my cat friends. It's only $50 a month currently, but it could go up to $100, $200 a month by the time you tap in. So if you want to tap in, get that extra sauce, go to catacticsllc.com and scroll down to join my cat friends circle. Enjoy the episode. All right, y'all, before we even get into the episode, I just want to talk to y'all real quick because I was thinking about the fact that in the episode, y'all y'all going to hear it, but I'm basically obviously talking about removing information from your credit reports as far as like any items. But I know that some people, you may be new to me. This may be the very first episode of the Cat Podcast you're listening to. You know what I'm saying? But if, if that happens to be the case, then obviously, you know, do your due diligence and go back to all the episodes. But I say that to say, I know repetition sometimes makes it solidify in our minds, just the way that, you know, the human brain works. So I just want to remind y'all and go back to the foundation as far as addresses. So first of all, you know, when you pull your credit report, you want to make sure your personal information is up to par. When I'm saying you want to make sure your personal information is up to par, I'm talking about you want to have singular things for everything. So you want to have one address. You want to have one name. Things like that, right? And why am I saying that? You may know, but if you don't know, if you have multiple addresses, it makes you look unstable. You got to, when it comes to credit, okay, when it comes to credit, you got to think about the fact of, let me try to put myself in the perspective of the lender. Let me try and put myself in the perspective of who's looking at my report. So think about it. If somebody sees multiple addresses on your report, it obviously looks like you've been moving around a lot. So that looks unstable. They're not going to want to see that on your report. They're going to see like, okay, you're at 123 Main Street. Okay, now the next year you're at 234 Main Street. Oh, now you got 5678 Main Street on your report. It, it just looks crazy. So even if you've moved that amount of times, you want to just have one address on your report. How do you have one address on your report? Y'all should know, but you could just call them and just remove the address. Just update it. That's the easiest way to get that accomplished. But I just want y'all to really make sure before you even listen to the episode where I'm talking about how to remove all of these negative items, just make sure your personal information is up to par first. When we're talking about your name, your name might be tied to someone else you know, right? Let's say you're, let's say you're a junior, right? Let's say you, are, you're, you have the same name as one of your parents and you're a junior. What if your parent got bad credit? Your name going to be tied to everything that they've been doing. So the thing is, you want to make sure that your name is just tied to you. Well, if you have bad credit, I mean, you know, you don't want to make sure your name is... Well, you, just, you still got to <laughs> make sure your name is tied to you and just make sure you fix your situation. But my point being, you don't want to have like... Like, let's say your name is John Doe. You don't want to have John Doe and then John Doe Jr. And just having multiple names, that could just mess up the whole situation. So make sure you have one address, one name. Uh, one workplace as well. So one occupation, because like I said, it goes back to the stability. If you've worked here, you've worked over here, you've worked over there, they're, they're going to be looking at it like, okay, like, what is this dude up to? Why is or this woman? What are they up to? Why do they, why are they working so many different places? Right. So you just got to really understand and have that mindset of let me put myself in a position of who's looking at my credit report, because you don't want to you don't want to look crazy like you just move in in all these different places uh, maybe you got evicted and you had to go to a new address. And then even, even more on top of that, let me even elaborate on the address and the importance of having one address. The thing with the address is that the address has an address identification number. So what do I mean by address has an address identification number? You want to remove old addresses or addresses you're not at because it may be tied to that negative information. So sometimes... As we'll see, you're going to have negative information on your report. But the only reason why it's reporting as negative or reporting as verified is because of the address it's tied to. So let me give you all a situation. Let's say you got a negative student loan or collection or something like that, right? The address identification number might be tied to one of the addresses you have on your report. And let's say you have two addresses. So obviously, you're going to want to remove 
the negative report it's tied to. So make sure, that's why I'm saying you want to make sure you have one address. Because if you have an address that's associated with negative information, that's going to mess up your whole situation when it comes to um, getting these negative items removed. Because it's going to keep coming as verified. And then you're wondering, like, why is it verified? You got 18 addresses on your report. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you got to remove it. So yeah, really just keep that in mind. And then also mindset as well. I just want y'all to just really understand that no one is coming to save you. This is the last episode we're going to use to close out 2021. And I want y'all to really have that mindset that no one is coming to save you. You might listen to me every week, dropping information, interviewing people. You might be thinking like, okay, Michael's coming to save me. At the end of the day, I'm not coming to save you because you having bad credit or having those negative items on your report, if we're being transparent, it doesn't affect me, right? But I'm putting out this information because I want you to have the mindset. I want you to have the energy to take action and better your own situation. But you have to have that mindset and understand that no one's going to save you. I'm not going to save you. I could put out the information to help you, but you got to drink for yourself. You got to drink for yourself. So I need you all to take action. And after you listen to the episode, I don't want to be getting no DMs of, Michael, do you think I can remove XYZ? Michael, how do I do XYZ? Listen to the podcast and implement. Some of y'all be DMing me. You ain't even take action yet. How are you going to DM me and you didn't even try something yet? So listen to the entire episode and take action before you even send me a DM, right? Because at the end of the day, remember, no one's going to save you. And keep in mind, y'all got to understand the mindset I'm coming from when I drop the episode. This is an episode I'm helping you do for self. What else do I do at CAT? We have CAT Credit Repair Services. So I could have kept all this information to myself and been like, y'all going to have to come to me and pay for the information. But the fact that I'm putting it out for free, it's not about the money. I don't, I don't care about the money, right? So I just want y'all to have the choice whether you need credit repair services or whether you want to do it yourself. I prefer if y'all do it yourselves because, you know, it's a, it's a good skill to learn. But I just want y'all to really understand and know no one's coming to save you. So if you've been having that mindset of, you know, someone's coming to save me, Definitely get that out of your head coming into 2022. I hope this episode blesses y'all. I just wanted to come here and chop it up with y'all real quick before we get into the episode because I was thinking about the fact that I'm giving y'all all the information as far as the episode and, you know, it's great and all, but some of y'all is already messing up just because you haven't got the foundation down as far as the addresses. I believe I spoke about it in previous episodes, but I just want to give y'all more pressure on that, right? Because I said, you know, repetition, sometimes it's Sometimes it takes a reminder for it to finally solidify in your mind. So hopefully that helps. Make sure you have one address. Make sure you have one name. Make sure you don't have an address that is tied to negative information because that might be the reason why you keep getting that. This item is verified notification, right? And then, like I said, really just listen to everything I'm saying in the episode. Do your due diligence. And I promise you, you're going to be more successful with your credit efforts, you're going to be more successful with removing those negative items. You're going to be more successful hopping into 2022. You're going to be more successful with everything, leveling up to get to that next level. Remember again, no one's coming to save you. You might be listening to the podcast like, you know, Michael's giving me all this information. Michael's giving me the mindset. He's giving me that motivation, that inspiration. And that might be true. But remember, at the end of the day, you've got to take action. Y'all enjoy the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to a new episode of the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT. Hopefully y'all feeling blessed, amazing, great, the whole nine. I'm feeling great. I hope you're feeling great as well. Hopefully you had an amazing Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I'll just say happy holidays. But this is the last episode, the last episode of 2021, right? The last episode of 2021. So we made it. I think that requires celebration. Because the next episode y'all going to hear is going to be in 2022. 
So whether you're listening in 2021, 2022, 2023 or beyond, you know what I'm saying? I think it's definitely important and makes sense to really acknowledge the fact that we made it. Because if you look back at the very first episode, I, I believe I started April 5th, if I'm not mistaken. I know I know it's April, but I don't remember the exact date. So if you go to it, basically, we're still in the first year of the podcast. We're damn near 40 episodes in. And if you look at the dates, there's been time and time again where I was consistent. I wasn't as consistent, but I think I really started picking up my consistency around August. And I say that to say, y'all consume these episodes like y'all can be listening, but y'all got to realize and remember at the end of the day, the person recording them, you know, AKA me is a human being. So obviously I go through whatever I may be going through, like the same way y'all be going through stuff, but I still choose to show up and do what I got to do. And I think I found that flow around August. You could, you could look at the timestamps of the dates and everything, but from what I remember, I believe I was, I started being real consistent around August. Like I haven't missed a week. So I say that to say, heading into 2022, you may have those excuses that you want to create for yourself, but you just got to show up however you can. If I'm telling you all about credit, you know, you got to be consistent, do this, that, and the third. Consistency being one of the core values of CAT, you know, I got to uphold that as well. So I just say that to say, look at the receipts, look at every week. You know, we've been uploading, we've been doing what we had to be doing. And uh, I just look forward to continuing to serve y'all, do what I got to do, give y'all the information, give y'all the sauce heading into 2022 and beyond. Now, listen, updates. Well, before we get into the updates, as you can see in the title of the episode, we're going to be talking about how to remove literally anything from y'all credit reports. So some of y'all be DMing me, man, asking me, do I think it's possible if you could remove X, Y, Z after I've had so many episodes like letting y'all know about the law and things like that. It's like, I don't know if y'all don't listen to the podcast or I don't know if y'all just don't comprehend what I'm saying in the podcast, but I said that to say, I decided today had to be that episode where we just ended with the bank. And I'm just going to be transparent with y'all right now. This is going to be one of them ones. This episode is going to be one of them ones. So you definitely going to want to get your notepads and do what you got to do in order to soak up all the information that we're going to talk about today. Because we're going to really, really give you that information in terms of removing literally anything from your credit report. So this episode could be dangerous as far as putting out these credit repair specialists out of business or whatever. But I don't care because at the end of the day, I want y'all to get the information. I want y'all to do for yourself. If you don't want to do for yourself, at least get the information and then you can get with Cat or whoever to help you fix your credit, right? I just want y'all to get the information. But update, number one, I want to talk about respect and respecting the business, right? Y'all know I got the CAT credit repair services that we brought back. I need y'all, whether you're talking to me or somebody on my team, like my assistants and everything, I need y'all to respect the business. What do I mean by that? Some of y'all be booking these consultations, these free consultations. If you read, right? Because I think a lot of y'all not reading. If you read, it says you're going to want to send your identity IQ information to us before you even book a consultation. Some of y'all, some of y'all, I don't know how y'all was raised. Maybe y'all just don't know how to read. I don't know what's going on, but some of y'all don't be following directions. So it's like, I need y'all heading into 2022. I need y'all to follow directions. I need y'all to Act with respect, right? When I say that, I'm saying just follow the instructions of what we're doing in order to help your own situation. If we say, send this over, if we're emailing you something for more information and you're not doing it in a timely manner, you're basically letting us know that you're not serious. You're basically letting us know that you're somebody we probably shouldn't be doing business with in the first place. So really just understand you want to respect the business, the cat credit repair. Not even just it's not even just about my business, just anybody's anybody you're doing business with in general. Because I know what we do at my company, Cat, and we definitely operate with integrity and making sure that everybody gets what they need, making sure that everybody is respected, 
So we're just asking for the same energy because like I said, if you're not, how do I, how do I put it without sounding confusing? Basically, you've got to, you've got to help yourself too. You can't just expect us to handhold you throughout the whole situation, especially if we're asking you to do something very, very small, right? We're asking you to do something that's just an inch and you and some of y'all be acting like we asking you to fix your whole damn credit yourself, right? So I just say that to say, respect the business, respect our time because we got a lot of, we got a lot of people booking consultations. We got a lot of people we're disputing for. So we just got to, we just got to make it. We just got to make it more. How do I say this? It's just got to make sense. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it, but just just be respectful of the business. Do what you're supposed to be doing. Please read everything. If you're going to book a consultation with us at catacticsllc.com, please read the entire description before you book a consultation, because some of y'all apparently y'all not reading. And even aside from that, just from the DMs I'd be receiving from y'all, some of y'all I can tell y'all not listening to the podcast. So it's like, do your due diligence is my main point. And then, like I was saying, you might be talking, you might be talking to maybe somebody that works for my company, like my assistant or something like that. Pretend you're talking to me if you're talking to like my assistant or something, because you don't want to, you don't want to like be on the phone with maybe my assistant or one of my workers, and then you treat them differently than how you would treat it if you were talking to me, right? Treat it with the same energy. Because I look out for my assistants. I look out for my everybody that's under me, like I did my kids, basically. So I'm going to look out to protect them. So if I feel like you as a client is not treating them with respect, I'm going to make sure that there's consequences. You're not going to do business with us and none of that, right? So just just be respectful is my is my point. I just want y'all to be respectful. So yeah, I definitely appreciate that. I'm kind of mad though. Listen, y'all know I watch Power, the show on Stars. There's no Power this week. So I don't know what I'm going to do. No, I'm playing. But yeah, there's no Power this week. I was just thinking about that right now. It comes back in 2022. So I just got to wait an extra week. But I know some of y'all probably watch Power. Y'all let me know what y'all... Let me know how y'all feeling about the whole no power situation. But next update, next update, next update, next relevant update. Next relevant update. Some of y'all saw on my story, I was in Seattle and I was shooting content out there, taking pictures, things of that nature. I had on the I'm Rich sweater. Uh, Shout out to my guy, 615 Rentals. You can go ahead and uh, DM him for... The jacket. I know a lot of people were DMing me, asking me about the jacket, where did I get it from, stuff like that, right? So yeah, I was in Seattle, and it was uh, it was just funny because I had the if you if you didn't watch the stories, I had a red Corvette uh, that I had rented out because I'm I'm looking to purchase a Corvette in 2022, but obviously you know you want to test drive what you're purchasing, so I. I did a test drive of the Corvette and then I decided, let me kill two birds with one stone. So I shot some content as well. So I rented it out. It was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty dope. And I think I'm going to definitely look forward to purchasing the car heading into 2022. But yeah, it was a good trip. Expect content. The reason why I was bringing it up is because I just want to let y'all know to expect, you know, more content. As far as the trip, I had an Airbnb that was four floors, so I'm definitely going to drop a video on that. I might drop it on, I might drop a little bit on IG, but I might just make the whole thing separate on YouTube or something. So stay tuned for that. Creed. Let me talk about Creed, the cologne. So Creed and the cologne, I bought some cologne. I posted it on my IG as well. And just like any situation, People going to have their opinions, right? So I spent, I think it was like $1,200 on a cologne. It was three different colognes. So they were each like $400, some, somewhere around there. So obviously, people are in my DMs talking about, oh, you know, that's expensive. You're spending $1,200 on cologne and all of that. 
at the end of the day, you know, people gonna have their opinions, but I just wanted to bring up the creed to say that you gotta invest in yourself as far as, you know, your smell. You don't wanna be walking around here smelling like Axe spray. You feel me? You don't wanna be walking around here smelling, smelling like $20 <laughs> cologne. So whether you're a, a woman or a male, make sure you invest in your smell because that's important. Updates, the giveaway. Giveaway, giveaway, giveaway. So the giveaway was amazing. The cat $1,000 giveaway was amazing. If you missed it, if you weren't on the actual live, then you definitely missed out. But you can definitely catch the recap on my page right now. So you can go to my IG at Mike O. Benjamin, and then you can catch the recap. But basically, man, it was a cat Christmas, cat credit Christmas giveaway. $1,000 was what I marketed that I was going to give away, but I ended up giving away $1,500 and more. If you weren't on there, basically what had happened was I logged on to the live. I started giving information as far as credit. You know, obviously the credit alchemist. I started giving information as far as manufacturer spending. I started giving information as far as the consumer credit loss. And I have my homie, Julian, who is a J Talks Credit. Make sure y'all follow him. J-A-Y Talks Credit. And he came on giving some business credit information. He's actually going to be a guest on a podcast. So definitely stay tuned for that. But basically, you know, I'm opening it with that kind of information. I'm giving information. I'm giving sauce. I'm talking about credit mindset. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm cooking up. And then we get into the giveaway. And the way we did it was we gave $500 to two people. So... What I did was I invited a few people on my live. I did two rounds. For the first round, I invited a few people on my live. And then I was just like, you got like 45 seconds to let people know why you deserve to win. So I had a few people come on. First round, we figured out who won. And uh, shout out to her, $500. I believe it was Peace. So, you know, I never knew her a day in my life. She just hopped on a live. She did what she had to do. She ended up being the one that won. And you can, you can go watch the replay just to figure out the situation. But, you know, she definitely was grateful for it. But then something in my heart was telling me, let me not only just give away this $500. Because it was three people that came on the live for the first round. I was like, let me let me bless the other two people that didn't win that round with uh, free credit repair services. Because they came on my live, they were talking about credit repair services. One guy, he had uh, kids and everything. And he was just saying, you know, he's trying to get his credit right. A different lady. She uh, what was her name, Angela. And the dude was uh, Damon. So basically, they were in a situation where they were, they were working on their credit. I'm not going to get into too many details because you can go to the IG and watch the replay. But long story short, I decided to give them free credit repair services. And it was definitely a touching moment, especially for Angela, because she said it was definitely better than the $500 because she's going through that situation trying to focus on fixing her credit and things of that nature. So shout out to them. That was the first round. Second round, we did the same thing. We awarded the next $500 and it was the winner was the winner was um, a young lady that, that's been following me. I didn't even know she's been following me for a minute. But her name was uh, Nico B. So make sure y'all tap in with her. Go watch the replay and tap in with her. And it was dope. Speaking of her, she sang the best part by her on the live. So it was dope just hearing her vocals. And she actually had a live virtual show that she did on the day after, which was Christmas Eve. Because the giveaway was on the 23rd. So yeah, she won the other $500. But then something in my spirit was like, you know what? Let me just give $500 more away, right? So at this point, we gave away $1,000, and then we gave away a couple free credit repair services. So I was like, let me give away the last $500. So then we gave away the last $500, but we gave it away to two people. We did $250 each. So we gave those away, and you know it was cool. So I just say that to say, if you wasn't on the live... You missed out, but definitely tap into the replay because not only not only was it a great moment as far great moments as far as the information we gave as far as the giveaways, but it was just it was just good energy all around and you know I it just felt like Christmas it just felt like Christmas season.
Cat Claus, you feel me? Ain't no Santa Claus, Cat Claus. Nah, but listen, next update. So I just want to, well, I guess this will be the final update. I want to talk about 2022 planning. So 2022, man, next episode starts with 2022. I just want y'all to realize that we got a lot planned for 2022 as far as information and what we're going to be bringing to y'all. You could definitely expect more people as a guest on a podcast, but y'all got to remember, like I told y'all before, it'd be crazy booking people as a guest because I'd be busy, they'd be busy. So it's just about like planning. So the solo episodes are easier to knock out, obviously, because I'm just depending on my own schedule. But at the end of the day, y'all got to realize that every week, that every week stuff, that consistency, the consistency sound real, real easy until you actually the one that's doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, just keep that in mind. We got more information and stuff going for y'all. But yeah, today's episode, we're going to talk about how to remove literally anything from y'all credit reports. And I just want to reiterate 2021. It was amazing. Hopefully for you, it was amazing as far as just the fact that we're here, right? Because not everyone made it. I don't know if y'all listen to every episode on a podcast, but uh, some episodes ago, I was speaking about, you know, one of the homies, I, one of my homies that I have that passed away. So he didn't, he didn't actually, you know, make it heading into 2022. And it's, if you don't know his name, it's every season on IG. Basically, I posted it to him. If you go to my Black-owned highlights, I had posted him because I bought his merch and everything, and he always just had good energy. So I mentioned it on a previous episode. I I just kind of, you know, shouted him out as far as that, just, just to understand that, you know, we're blessed to be able to make it into 2022. So yeah, I just say that to say, show love to the people around you. Because you you never know when someone's time is going to go. But before we get into the episode, shout out to everybody. Before we get into the episode, we're going to get into the sponsorship. I'll catch y'all. Are you in a situation where you just don't have enough time to fix your own credit? Maybe you're just not that confident in disputing those negative items. Or maybe you just don't have enough time. Well, I got the solution for you. Cat Credit Repair Done For You services are back. If you DM CA Tactics LLC the word repair, you'll get a free consultation with us. Free consultation and we'll assess your situation. Right? So you got to understand the reason why your credit score is where it's at is because you ain't get with Cat. So get with Cat and we're going to make it like that. DM us the word repair. On the IG, CA Tactics, LLC. Enjoy the episode. All right, listen. So when we talk about removing literally anything from your credit report, first of all, I need y'all to really have that mindset before we even get into it. I need y'all to have the mindset and really understand that you can literally remove anything from your credit report because credit reporting is optional. This is what the law tells you. Obviously, we know you can do stuff like freeze the secondaries and then remove negative information. Let's say you got a bankruptcy, you freeze a LexisNexis, it becomes less likely that they're going to quote unquote verified information. We're going to talk about the eOscar system, which is going to give you a little bit more sauce and just a little bit more mindset as far as the dispute system and dispute process. So I say that to say, just have the mindset and understand you can literally remove anything from your credit report. Let's talk about eOscar. So what is eOscar? eOscar is basically the it's Oscar stands for the online solution for complete and accurate reporting. Write that down. Online solution for complete and accurate reporting. You can Google it too. But basically the eOscar system is automated software that these bureaus, well don't let me even say bureaus. Let me let, since we talk in law it's what these consumer reporting agencies use, the CRAs. So these CRAs, they use the eOscar system to basically give you an automatic code towards your dispute, right? Because when you send in your dispute, it goes through the automated system. It doesn't necessarily go to a human right away. So when, we, when we're disputing, when you're creating your dispute, when you're trying to get rid of that collection, those student loans or whatever, you got to have the mindset of 
I'm going to send in this dispute to the consumer reporting agencies. But my whole purpose is to get in contact with the real human. In order to get in contact with the real human, you got to bypass the eOscar system. So let's talk about how you actually e, uh, bypass the eOscar system. So the finesse to bypass the eOscar system is just making your dispute look different from what is it traditionally recognizes. So what it recognizes is literally, you know, typed out words, uh, typical Times New Roman, all of that. So the way to throw off the eOscar system and get it to a human being, what you're going to want to do is as soon as you print out your dispute before you even put it in mail and want to send it out to Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, you're going to want to just highlight it, right? So literally take a highlighter. Just start highlighting phrases and words. And because we're talking about the law, you can literally highlight like 15 USC, 1681B number two, like just highlight different things so that it throws off the system because you want it to get to a human being. You're going to be more successful if it gets to a human being. When it goes through the eOscar system, it's automated. So they're going to be like, oh, we verified information. Then they're going to send you that thing because the eOscar system gives it gives a code like, OK, this information is verified. Their dispute is not going to work. And it's just something it's something that these bureaus use. Like I said, I said bureaus again, something that these consumer reporting agencies use to just speed the process of not dealing with you seriously. So you want to you want to mess up their eOscar system so that you can get it to a real human, real human being. The real sauce, you can literally write out your dispute, right? You can handwrite it. Obviously, it'll take longer, but that's a way to really bypass the eOscar system. So number one, when we're talking about how to remove literally anything from your report, we want to bypass the eOscar system, the online solution for complete and accurate reporting, right? So in order to bypass the system, Maybe we're going to change the font from Times New Roman to some font you ain't ever seen a day in your life. Maybe we're going to take a highlighter, start highlighting random words. Maybe we're going to handwrite our dispute, right? So you just got to really understand what you're going to do personally for your own situation because your situation is different from anybody else's situation. But your situation doesn't become different from anybody else's situation if you're just sending a regular dispute with no changes on your actual paper, right? You just look like everybody else. So it's just going to scan. It's a computer system. Then they're going to give you the code of, oh, it's verified information. Even if you're quoting the laws, doing what you're supposed to be doing. So really have that mindset if you didn't before. You want to bypass the eOscar system. Once you bypass the eOscar system, it's going to get to a human being. They got to take you more seriously. So that's number one. Write that down. Hopefully y'all took notes on that. So now number two. Remember, we're talking about how to remove literally anything from your credit report, your consumer report, whatever you want to call it. So this episode is going to focus on the law. Like I said, obviously, you can do the traditional basic disputing, freezing the bureaus and stuff like that, freezing the secondaries and stuff like that. But we're going to focus on the law because the law is very, very powerful. And I want you all to get familiar with the law. If you know about CAT, we care about three things, law, leverage, and legacy. Law is obviously important. So like I said, number two, we got to establish our foundation. What is our foundation? The foundation of our dispute, right? Because obviously, most simple example I can give y'all, if you're creating a house, you've got to have a foundation, right? A tree that's growing, it has that foundation. So... That's what our foundation is. When I say what your foundation is, it's one of, I want to say one of two laws, but maybe three laws if you want to go that route. And they're all basically in the Fair Credit Reporting Act. If you don't know what the Fair Credit Reporting Act is, then, you know, it's 15 U.S.C. 1681. It's basically the laws that you're going to use as far as removing negative information from your credit report. And really understand, too. Because I know a lot of people get this confused too. When we talk about the Truth and Lending Act, it talks about credit. The Truth and Lending Act is 15 U.S.C. 1602, which has all the definitions. 15 U.S.C. 1602. That talks about credit. The Fair Credit Reporting Act talks about credit reporting. Right? That's the difference. Credit versus credit reporting. Credit versus credit reporting. Remember, credit reporting deals with your actual report. Credit deals with 
the definition of credit and how you actually use it in these transactions. Extension of credit, extending that credit to yourself. When we talk about uh, banks, you know, banks not having power like that. 12 USC 1431, I believe, right? Talking about the, um, you know, true power of banks. So you just got to really understand the difference between credit and credit reporting, right? All right, so our foundation, like I said, it's one of three laws. So number one, it's in no particular order. You can use any of them. So number one, you can use 15 U.S.C. 1681A to B. 15 U.S.C. 1681A to B. That's the exclusion section of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Last time I checked, exclusion means something that is not included. So Google it. 15 U.S.C. 1681A to B. Don't be DMing me. Do I think it's possible if you can remove XYZ from your credit report? If you're listening to the podcast, definitely just Google the information I'm saying and cross-check what I'm saying. Don't even, don't even believe what I'm saying. Just Google it and cross-check what I'm saying, right? Don't, don't take what I'm saying just for verbatim because I could be wrong. But I know 15 U.S.C. 1681A2B is the exclusion section. So you can use that as your foundation. That one's a little bit more tough to understand as far as interpret versus 15 U.S.C. 1681B number two, which talks about written accordance of the consumer. But you can also use that law. That's the second law you use as your foundation. Remember, we want to establish the foundation of our demand. You don't want to look at it as like an argument. I wouldn't necessarily call it a dispute because when you know who you are as a consumer, you're giving them instructions. We're not disputing information. We're giving them a demand. There's a difference between a dispute and a demand. A demand, I'm telling you what I'm doing. The dispute is, I'm saying this information is incorrect or something, but I might not have, I might not be as powerful as I think I am. With the dispute, that's what's going on. With the demand where we know who we are, we're letting them know what it is, right? So 15 USC 1681A2B exclusion section or 15 USC 1681B number two, written accordance of the consumer, right? Nothing should be published on your report without written instructions by you. The third one I want to give y'all that I don't really mention like that, but you it's, it's similar to both of the laws. It's 15 USC 1681A to AI. It's on the same section, same section as the exclusion section, right? So let me just read to AI for y'all if y'all not actually Googling. So I know some of y'all might just be taking uh, notes. You might not be looking. So 15 USC 1681A to AI. Remember, we're establishing our foundation. So exclusions, except as provided, the term consumer report does not include, so we're going to 2AI, report containing information solely as to transactions or experiences between the consumer and the person making the report. I'm going to read that again. Pay attention. Report containing information solely as to transactions or experiences between the consumer and the person making the report. So those transactions or experiences is basically talking about those situations where you use your your uh, social security number. What is your social security number? We got to go back to the truth and lending, which talks about the truth about credit. 15 U.S.C. 1602L talks about a credit card, a credit card classifies what your social security number is. A credit card is any license plate, coupon, card, and your social security number is located under there. So therefore, 15 USC 1681A2AI is classified under there as what's excluded from your credit report. So what falls under that? What's a transaction or experience between a consumer and a person making a report? Um, Inquiries. Those student loans, just any, just pretty much anything on your report. That's why I'm telling y'all, and it's not even me telling y'all, the law is telling y'all, literally anything can be removed from your credit report. It's just about, it's just about um, explaining that to these consumer reporting agencies. So that's, that's 1681A2AI. That's one you can use as your foundation. I already told y'all 1681B number two. It talks about written accordance of the consumer. You can do your research on that. I'm not going to go into that because, you know, it's pretty simple to understand. But the next one, like I said, that might not be as simple to understand is 1681A, 
uh, 2B. So that one says, I got it here, hold on. Any authorization or approval of a specific extension of credit directly or indirectly by the issuer of a credit card or similar device. I'm going to read it again. Any authorization or approval of a specific extension of credit directly or indirectly by the issuer of a credit card or similar device. What does that tell you? If you don't understand what that that's saying, it's basically saying that anything where you use your credit card pursuant to 15 USC 1602L, like I was saying earlier, which includes your social security number, anything where you use your credit card or social security number is not supposed to be on your credit report. What classifies under that? Inquiries. What classifies under that? Your accounts. What classifies under that? Your auto loans. I removed an open auto loan because I didn't like my debt to income ratio. I removed an open auto loan. Y'all know that I do Turo, right? I got multiple vehicles because I got multiple vehicles. And although I got, you know, I got some of my business name, I was in a situation where I had to get some of my personal name because I wasn't able to use the auto loan from the business approval that I got. So I got that on there, but I knew I and understand who I was as a consumer and the fact that credit reporting is optional. So when I say that too, I don't want y'all to think like, okay, it's removed from my report. I'm not responsible for paying it, right? Because if you don't know who you are, then you got to continue, you know, paying because obviously we can quote 18 USC 8, you know, US obligation or whatever, but I don't want y'all to be, I don't want y'all to be doing stuff and not knowing why you're doing it, right? So first off, let's just focus on getting the negative items removed off of your report. It don't even got to be negative, right? Like I said, I removed an open auto loan just because I don't like my DTI. I don't want my debt to income ratio to be too high. And it was open. So that lets you know you can, in fact, remove anything from your credit report. It may not be easy. You may have to require consistency and commitment, but you can literally remove it off of your credit report. It's just going to take a little bit of time and we're going to get into that. So like I said, step one, we understood the eOscar system. With the eOscar system, we understand it's automated. It's an automated uh, system that the, these consumer reporting agencies use to throw you off. They want to just give you a classified code and just to say like, oh, it's it's verified. The information is verified, so it's going to stay on your report. We're not doing all that. Our purpose is to bypass that eOscar system. So to finesse, we're going to be highlighting random words on our dispute. You got how you can highlight damn near the whole thing if you want. It's going to throw off the system. It's going to have to go to a human. They're going to be hot. They're going to be pissed, but they're going to have to review our dispute. They're going to have to give us attention. In 2022, that's what we that, that's how we coming. They're not going. We're not going to get hit with no eOscar. You listen to the cat podcast, you're not getting hit with no eOscar. You're going you to uh, highlight, you're going to handwrite, you're going to do what you can do to bypass that eOscar system. You're going to talk to a human being. Your, your dispute is going to get to a human being. They're going to have to accept it. They're going to have to remove the information. And a lot of these people that's doing credit out here, you know, they know, they know about the eOscar system. So, well, I don't, I don't know what they know. Some, I'm pretty sure some know about the eOscar system and that, that could be their sauce. And some people might be pissed, you know, that I'm putting out this information like, oh, you know, you're taking business from me, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, everybody got to eat. So you listening to the podcast right now, I need you. If you if you didn't know about this whole eOscar thing, whenever you have that dispute, just really understand and think, how can I get to a regular human being? I don't want to go through this eOscar system where they're going to give me some BS of, oh, it's it's verified. Ain't nothing verified. If my West signature ain't on that, ain't nothing verified, right? And at the end of the day, even if you quote unquote verify it, that's a violation of my uh, of my privacy as a federally protected consumer. Pursuant to Title 15, Chapter 41, we are all federally protected consumers. So really just understand that. Really understand who you are and you're going to be able to move and finesse how you're supposed to. Right. So eOscar system, we understand that. Number two, like I said, have your foundation with those three laws I mentioned. If you don't remember the laws I mentioned, rewind the podcast. Right. I'm not here to I'm not here to babysit you. I'm not here to save you like that. I'm giving you the information and you're supposed to go do whatever you can do with it to fix your own situation. Do for self. If you don't know how to do for self, then get with Kat. We're going we're going to help you. But at the end of the day, like I said, we're not we're not here to save you. Right. You got you got to speak up if you need help. Right. So that's what's going on. So that's round one. 
And the whole purpose of round one, you want to think about it in terms of longevity. Because a lot of times, you may not get your desired result in the first round. You might have to go a couple rounds with these consumer reporting agencies because they, they literally make money off of having that negative information on your report. So obviously, they're not going to really want to budge. And a lot of times, you got to understand that these... These people that work for the consumer reporting agencies, they're just hired at, you know, maybe $10 an hour, $11 an hour, just something cheap. They don't they they don't know as much as you know. They don't know all these consumer laws and stuff like that. So a lot of times what I say with best practices is you want to talk to them like they're babies because they are babies. They don't understand this information. They don't understand these laws. They don't understand this 15 USC 1681A2B. They don't understand no exclusion section. Right? They don't understand that. All they understand is this e-Oscar system is going to scan this person's dispute and then it's going to give them an automatic thing to say that the information is verified and their information isn't going to get removed. But we got the information to know how to bypass that e-Oscar system. So they're going to have to take the time to read our our uh, dispute or our demand, I should say, and then they're going to have to remove the negative information. Even if it's not negative information, you can remove it. My open auto loan was not negative information. I just didn't like my DTI and I decided to remove it because I demanded them because I know my power as a consumer, right? So you just got to really, really understand that. So like I said, best practices, just really understand these people are dumb. They're stupid. So you got to really, really dumb it down for them. Dumb it down. for. Don't just be quoting 15 USC 1681 A2B. Really write it. You can write out the law, any authorization or approval, et cetera, you know, by the issuer of a credit card or similar device. Break down what a credit card is to them. 15 USC 1602L. Don't just say 15 USC 1602L, but actually break it down. A credit card is any license plate, coupon, et cetera. And it, uh, a credit card deals with your social security number. They know what a social security number is, so really break it down for them so they really understand it. When I was starting with the whole consumer law stuff, I would just quote, different laws and think that that was good enough. That that wasn't good enough. You got to really break it down for them, right? So you got to really break it down for them and let them know, let them know what you're talking about and really explain it to them, right? And that's, that's the importance of constantly reading up on these laws and really knowing what you're supposed to be doing. Because in order to get your desired result, it's going to really test if you really know what you're talking about with these laws. Because if you don't know what you're talking about, if you're just quoting these laws, you're not going to necessarily get your desired result. So I just want y'all to really be aware of that. So with the foundation, our purpose is to show them that the information is inaccurate, right? And this is a sauce I'm going to give you for round two. So round one, round one, our foundation, we want to, we want to show them and demonstrate to them that the information is inaccurate. The information is inaccurate. So we've, we've, con- we've conveyed to them that the information is inaccurate, whether they choose to remove it or not, right? So that's round one. So now round two, we're going to hit them with that punch. We're going to hit them with that uppercut. So round two, we want to use 15 USC 1681S-2A1A. I have it over here. I'm going to read it to you and I'm going to let you know why it's so powerful for a second round. So S-2A1A, it talks about reporting information with actual knowledge of errors. Actual knowledge of errors. They know that there's errors because we told them in round one. We proved to them. We proved to them as inaccurate because it's not supposed to be on a report. It's not supposed to be on a report because we didn't give you written instruction. It's not supposed to be on a report based off the exclusion section, right? So keep that in mind. So let let me read it. It says a person shall not furnish any information relating to a consumer to any consumer reporting agency if the person knows or has reasonable cause to believe that the information is inaccurate. That last part is your sauce. Has reasonable cause to believe that the information is inaccurate. We gave them reasonable cause to believe that the information was inaccurate based off of our first round. We gave them reasonable cause to believe that the information was inaccurate based off of our first round, our foundation. This is why you need a foundation, right? A lot of people, they're like, how do I use a lot to remove negative items? This is how you use a lot to remove negative items. You got to be 
you've got to be calculating how you perform each round. Your first round of disputes, let me prove to them that the information is inaccurate because the law says it's inaccurate. It's not supposed to be on there unless I told them it's on there. So now they have a reasonable cause to believe that the information is inaccurate. And we're going to talk about the actual process of how to do it. And with the process of how to do it, that's going to let you know why this is so powerful, right? Because we're covering every ground to really have a, an amazing an amazing uh, dispute. And these are the, this is basically how I recommend my clients to do it. You know, people that have hopped on calls with me. I'm not taking any client calls right now, but I'm just saying like, you know, client calls in the past. This is what I've done for myself. And just based off of what I've seen, this is what has been successful, whether it takes a couple rounds, few rounds or whatever. But eventually the information is going to get removed. And this is using the law. Remember, it's multiple ways to skin a cat. I just wanted to talk about using the law to remove information because at CAT, we use the law. We use the regular methods as well as far as credit repair. If you use the law, you understand the law. You understand that there's no such thing as credit repair. It's just um, it's just, it's just like a mindset. So, so technically, they are contradictory, but we use both based off of who we're talking to. I know some of y'all may want to use the law. I know some of y'all may not want to use the law. So I just understand that I know how to converse with both both uh, crowds. So yeah, man, we in round two, we let them know that they have reasonable cause to believe that the information is inaccurate. So from what I've seen personally, everybody's situation is different. You may require multiple rounds. From what I've seen personally, that second round, that 1681 S-2A1A, when you really convey it to them about how you displayed in the first round that um, the information was inaccurate, that's really going to let them know like, okay, you know, the information has to be removed. And I've seen a lot of stuff come off collections, student loans, things like that. So those of y'all that's doing it yourselves, this is some sauce. This is what you want to do. Do it multiple times. You'll be able to do it. Like I said, we're going to get into the process, take notes, and that will really help you get to that next level. All right, listen. So the process, we're going to talk about the process and we're going to close out the episode. I don't want to give y'all too much information because I just want to give y'all the information that you need so you can just immediately start implementing. This is a sauce on how to literally remove anything from your credit report. You saw the foundation. The foundation is the foundation classifies literally anything that's on your report that you want that you would want to remove. Collections. How did that collection originate? It was an extension of credit where you use your credit card, 15 USC 1602L. How did the inquiry originate? 15 USC 1602L. Whatever you want to remove on your credit report, it ties back to that exclusion section. That's why when you know who you are, you can remove literally anything you want from your credit report. How did Michael Benjamin remove an open auto loan from his credit report? 15 USC 1681 A2B. 15 USC 1681 B number two. 15 USC 1681 A2AI. 15 USC 1681 S-2 A1A. This is how you remove anything from your credit report. This ain't the only way. Like I said, you can do the regular disputes, but I'm talking about the law, obviously. All right, listen. So the process. Number one, you want to get your report. So y'all should know how to get your report unless this is like maybe your first episode, if you just found me or something. But, you know, go to free annual credit report. You can go to the Credit Karma app as a reference. You know, they use Advantage 3.0 score. So just be aware of that. Um, you can go to Experian. You can go to the Equifax TransUnion websites, right? So get your get your damn report. So once you get your report, print it out. And what you want to do is write down the exhibits. What is an exhibit? Exhibit is proof of violation. So what you would do, for example, what I did with my inquiries, I went to the inquiries. So I took a screen. Okay, this is how I did it. So I took a screenshot from the Credit Karma app. I emailed it to myself. I printed it out. I made copies. I wrote on it next to the inquiry I want to remove. Exhibit A dash violation of 15 USC 1681 A2B. I'm not telling you you have to use that law, but you know this was my foundation I use. 1681 A2B, as we know, that's the exclusion section. What's not supposed to be included in your credit report? Inquiry is classified under that. So that's why I said violation of 15 USC 1681 A2B. I went to the next inquiry I wanted to remove. Exhibit B, 
violation of 15 U.S.C. 1681 A2B. If you got a student loan, violation of 15 U.S.C. 1681 A2B or whatever, whatever your situation is. Remember, everybody's different. So that was what I did, right? So take the process that I'm saying, not as legal advice, but take it as a frame of reference for your own situation. So, okay, what was what, what were we saying? So you got your report and you marked up the exhibits, right? So you marked up the exhibits. You're going to want to make copies of that as well. The whole best practices as well with this whole consumer law stuff is you want to make a paper trail just in case it does have to go to court, just in case you, you do have to sue these people. So... Then what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to draft an overall statement with your foundation. What was your foundation? The laws I told you about. So draft an overall statement. I can't tell you what your overall statement is. I don't know how you were violated. I wasn't there at the time of the violation. Only you know what happened, right? Michael Benjamin was not there when whatever happened to you happened to you. So draft an overall statement. Just as a frame of reference, for me, I would say... You know, I'm demanding that XYZ be removed pursuant to 15 U.S.C. 1681 A2B. And that's basically, you know, the foundation. And you would, uh, what's it called? On that dispute or your overall statement, I would take a highlighter, you know, maybe change the font, maybe highlight certain words, maybe highlight the law, just so it doesn't have to go to, just so it doesn't have to go to, uh, Go through the eOscar system, right? Because remember, we want to bypass the eOscar system. We want to get it to a human being as fast as possible. So once you draft that overall statement, you let them know how you were violated. What you're going to want to do next, you want to draft up an affidavit of truth. Y'all have probably heard me mention affidavit of truth. Affidavit of truth is not, it's not, um, what is it? Affidavit of truth is my truth. <laughs> it's not, my truth is not your truth. That's my point. So really understand what your truth is. You can look up the different components of affidavit of truth and draft it up. The thing with the affidavit of truth, you got to get it notarized. So you're then you're going to go to the notary. Once you get it notarized, make a copy of that as well. Remember, we want a paper trail. These are best practices when we're doing the law. It might be something you're not used to because um, if you never use a lot of dispute information, you know, it might seem new, but this is, this is what you want to do. These are best practices when we're talking about the law. So once you draft up that affidavit of truth, you get it notarized, you make the copies. We're going to make copies of everything. So we got our overall statement. We got our affidavit of truth. We got our exhibit A through Z, whatever, however many items you're disputing. And we've marked it up. So now we're going to want to mail it certified mail, certified mail with a green return receipt. That's important because that lets you know that they received it. Right. So you'll you'll understand that you did everything you're supposed to be doing keep a copy of that. You can make a copy of that if you want. And then at that point, you're going to want to go home and do a CFPB complaint. You're going to want to uh, contact the state attorney general. You can do FTC as well. You can do, also do a BBB report as well. So you want to just cover all fronts. That's basically the process. So that's the process done, you know, maybe once or whatever. So then what we really talk about, the main recipe with the whole process is consistency. So you're going to want to do it multiple times. In your overall statement, you can give them 14 days, you can give them 30 days to reply, whatever you want, right? It's just referencing back to your overall statement using your foundation. So really just understand, I really just want y'all to understand that you want to get the dispute or demand, I should say, to a human being. Once you get it to a human being, it's going to be that much better. It's going to be that much easier to get your desired result. A lot of people mess up with removing negative items from their credit report or removing anything from their credit report because they they can't get past that first obstacle, which is the eOscar system. And I recognize I, I've talked about it offline. So I was like, let me just actually drop the information in a podcast episode because that may help somebody that hasn't had that conversation with me, right? Because you know, if you don't speak up, I don't know what's what you're struggling with. So I say that to say, hopefully this episode gave y'all information. Hopefully y'all got uh, copious amounts of notes and hopefully y'all take action. Number one, you've got to take action. Remember the eOscar system. We want to get past the eOscar system. We want to establish that foundation. We have three foundational laws I gave you. The Cat Credit University has more laws for you to look through. You have the free document. If you want to invest in yourself, you can invest in yourself and get more information. But yeah, just really understand that you got to be consistent. That's the main ingredient to all of this working. 
and then you'll be in the best possible situation you can be in. Remember, this is the last episode of 2021. I'll catch y'all in 2022. Y'all have a blessed one. Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. I sincerely appreciate you. But remember, your credit score is where it's at because you ain't get with CAP. So get with CAP and we're going to make it like that. You feel me? All right. Have a blessed one.